Hey everyone, this is Natalie Ivey, and in this first episode of the HR Investigations podcast, I'm going to discuss the intake process of dealing with employee complaints, when to handle issues more informally, and when it's necessary to launch a formal investigation. Glad to have you with me. Welcome to the HR Investigations podcast, exploring the issues, challenges, strategies, and solutions. Sponsored by RPCHR and hosted by Natalie Ivey, an HR consultant, licensed PI, and author of the best-selling book, How to Conduct Internal Investigations, a Practical Guide for Human Resource Professionals. And now, here's Natalie. Okay, so I've been doing this for quite a number of years. I've been in business for over 19 years, and uh, prior to that, and worked in uh, a lot of different corporations, large global service uh, corporations, and have investigated uh, everything from sexual harassment to workplace violence, um, family and medical leave abuse, <laughs> um, and some very serious things. However, um, I've also handled a lot of issues that are kind of your garden variety employees frustrated about stuff, <laughs> and to a certain degree, uh, departmental drama. So what I'd like to do is uh, share a little bit of insight in this first episode on what do you do if you are an HR professional or employee relations, or if you happen to be in ethics, um, what do you do when you have an employee come to you and you're really not quite sure whether you should or shouldn't launch an investigation? So the first step is really having a standardized process for doing the intake of a complaint. So what should that look like? Well, for starters, the employee will reach out to you either through perhaps a company hotline or they may come in through your open door process. Uh, many organizations today have open door policies that allow employees to come forward and, and lodge complaints or express concerns. So once you have an employee who uh, arrives uh, either by phone uh, where you do a call or they're in your office, you wanna move into some open-ended fact-finding questions who, what, where, when, why, how types of questions. And essentially what you're doing is you're triaging the situation. Uh, you're really trying to determine the seriousness of it uh, to then determine whether or not a formal case needs to be open. All right, so let's say um, in a hypothetical situation here, we have an employee named Dylan and uh, Dylan works in the accounting department and he works for a manager named Shannon. And uh, he comes to you and says, it's just so unfair. Shannon plays favorites with others on the team. And he feels that Shannon uh, disrespects him and talks down to him. And essentially, um, Dylan is just kind of alluding to the fact that she's a bit of a bully. All right. Sometimes uh, employees will even use the term bully or they will use the words harassment and so on. The first thing, though, is to find out what in the world is going on here. So you wanna ask some questions um, like, Dylan, okay, um, a few things that you've shared here. Uh, talk to me specifically about when Shannon talks down to you, give me some specifics. Tell me exactly what it is that Shannon has said. How frequently has this happened? Listen and document. You should definitely be documenting because at this juncture, you're not sure whether this will need to be a formal investigation. And even if it isn't, it's always good to document anyway. So after spending a little bit of time and a little more back and forth dialogue, you may determine that 
there's a bit of a personality conflict here. Um, Shannon is a fairly new supervisor, perhaps. Dylan was used to his previous boss, Cassandra, and he really liked Cassandra's methods and procedures, and, and he just sort of clicked with Cassandra better than he does with Shannon. All right, this is a, a very routine thing that happens <laughs> every single day, doesn't it? All right, so once you determine that this is really more of a personality conflict and you don't really sense based on what Dylan has shared with you, there's really nothing substantive that he shared that indicates that any organizational policies have been violated. Um, so even when you probed around the, the word bully, you really didn't get anything substantive here. All right, what that tells you is that this is a departmental concern. What you should think about is really handling the issue at the lowest level that you can, as informally as you can. Now, I'm not suggesting in any way that we are not going to help Dylan to try to get to a resolution here, but it's not necessary for us to open up a formal investigation. And quite frankly, I've grown very concerned as an investigator, particularly over the last several years, in how employee relations professionals, HR, and, and to a certain degree, ethics and compliance professionals are being leveraged. In many cases, they're being tasked with investigating really departmental concerns and, and issues that really and truly are more leadership issues. And it, it's really not necessary that we're interviewing witnesses and gathering evidence and writing formal reports. And my goodness, you know, there's a different way to handle things. And it's one thing if we have to investigate a more serious allegation such as um, you know, national origin discrimination or sexual harassment, uh, that, that's a very different type of case. What I'm talking about is kind of some departmental drama, all right? You have some folks that just are not getting along, they're not clicking, and uh, in some cases there are perceptions of favoritism. But when you really are asking even at the intake stage, it doesn't have anything to do with others' protected characteristics. Like the balance of workload is not being divided along, let's say, racial lines or national origin lines or anything like that. It's a matter of there are some perceptions around how the supervisor is interacting with the staff. Okay. And it could be that maybe there are some personal friendships. Doesn't make it right. But sometimes if supervisors have been promoted from within, they may have some unconscious bias in the way that they are divvying up the workload. All right. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that this has to turn into a really, really formal investigation. All right. So what I would suggest is after you have had a bit of back and forth in the complaint and you know that it really is more of a departmental concern, then what I would do is shift into asking the complainant. In this case, we'll refer to Dylan and say, so Dylan, tell me what steps have you taken to talk with Shannon about this? Now, usually what you're going to get from that is, well, you just can't talk to Shannon. And then there you have it. Employees tend to be very conflict diverse. And particularly in the current environment that we are in, we have a lot of individuals that are quite comfortable posting things to social media. They might be comfortable texting, but when they actually have to have a face-to-face -face interaction, they often really struggle with that. Many have not necessarily cultivated good skills in conflict resolution. So therefore they just want to avoid it entirely, which is also not good either. <laughs> so um, they often will come to the HR department or to the employee relations team, and they would really like you to manage their relationship issue for them. Okay, so I want to ask you this question. What do you think the problems are if you continue to solve everybody's relationship issues and conflicts for them? When you do that, it creates what's called enabling. Uh, and the foot traffic to your door or virtually, if you're working remotely, the number of calls that you're going to get on will continue to increase. 
and you're not really holding individuals accountable for having to manage through their relationships. So what I would do is um, move into a mode of a little coaching and say, okay, Dylan, what are your concerns in sitting down and talking with your manager? And you're usually going to get a lot of pushback and it's simply because they're uncomfortable with it. All right. If you feel that Dylan is not at a readiness level, even if you were to try to role play with him or give him uh, some tools and develop him a little bit to manage the conversation, if he has so much trepidation about that, all right, then what I would say is some options here. All right, Dylan, since you're concerned about sitting down with Shannon, all right, then here are a few options. I could sit down with you and Shannon and let's have a chat and let's talk about it and let's, let's work it out. And then you can ask the employee, Dylan, ultimately, what would you like to see as an outcome? What would you like to have happen differently in your relationship and interactions daily with your boss, Shannon? And, and let's try to figure out what the outcome would be of that discussion before we get there. Okay, so now that would be one option. If he's comfortable with you sitting down and somewhat mediating the outcome, great. So we're listening to the issue. We've understood the issue. It's not something that rises to the level of a, a serious case where we're, we're going to have to collect evidence and preserve it and a chain of custody document for our lawyers and, and prepare a report. Okay, we're not, we're not having to do that here. That could be one option. The other option could be what's called a skip level meeting. So if the upper level boss, let's say her name is Sarah, you could say, Dylan, what are your thoughts about sitting down with Sarah? Uh, sometimes they're okay with that. Other times they're not. Uh, so even if you facilitated the meeting uh, between the employee and the upper level leader, that might be another option. Now, sometimes what you will get in those uh, exchanges, employees will say, well, why can't you just talk to my boss for me? Well, as I've coached a lot of professionals and with my clients over the years, I say to the complainant, look, you own your relationship with your boss here. You need to be able to work with Shannon day to day. And, you know, honestly, I'm here to help guide to a positive resolution. However, you need to be involved in the process. This, this is a relationship that you need to own, right? So then, you know, you quickly move into, let's, let's talk about where we go from here and the way forward, right? That's called a departmental concern. So you're handling at a lower level more informally. However, on the other hand, and what does trigger the need to launch an HR investigation is if, let's say, Dylan gives you something really substantive during this interview, perhaps maybe you do have an anti-bullying policy at your organization, then if he's giving you some very specific examples that there may be some egregious conduct here. Um, he shares with you a few other staff members who were around at the time that uh, Shannon was berating several members of the accounting team. And he shares um, you know, some phrases that she used that were incredibly offensive. Now that's telling you that you may potentially have a policy violation. And in this case, it would be your anti-bullying policy. Or if Dylan shares with you that Shannon has engaged in harassment that's created a hostile environment, now, sometimes employees will use that phrase, hostile work environment, without even really understanding it. So please you know, understand that there are some differences. Hostile work environment means that, let's say Shannon made some incredibly offensive remarks about Dylan's national origin, right? Or she made some incredibly offensive remarks uh, about his race or his uh, religious faith. Okay, things like that. That is where we're going to err on the side of opening up an internal investigation. Why? Well, um, in the United States, we have a law called Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, and employers have an obligation to bring a halt to behavior 
that may be in violation of that law. And that's why most organizations um, have policies regarding anti-harassment and discrimination and also anti-retaliation. And we must properly investigate that because that's our obligation. We have to bring a halt to that inappropriate conduct and we have to apply an appropriate remedy and that remedy needs to be effective. All right, so the internal investigation needs to get launched whenever we have reason to believe that policy may be violated. The other two key words that I want you to remember in addition to policies, procedures, and law. All right, so let's say in Dylan's intake interview, he shared uh, not that it's about the way Shannon communicates with him, but he shares with you that Shannon is skirting accounting procedures and he's very concerned that she's not following gap principles. Okay, now if you're not familiar with that, if you don't work in accounting, uh, it's called generally accepted accounting principles. And these are some very stringent standards. Let's say he alleges that Shannon's keeping a sort of a shadow set of books and you could have some serious legal liability, and he's being somewhat of a whistleblower. There are certain procedures not being followed. Of course, there could be legal liability for the organization, so that means we better open up a case, right? Other procedures could be things like internal job posting procedures. Maybe Dylan alleges that he wanted to apply for an internal promotional opportunity, and it was supposed to have been posted for 14 days, but he saw that the posting was removed after three and, and he didn't get a chance to apply. Okay, that, there could be a bit of you know shenanigans sort of going on with that. So of course, it might pique our interest here to look into it and investigate why is that so. And then lastly, any kind of uh, law that might be violated. If Dylan were to allege that um, he went to Shannon and said, look, boss, I really need to take some time off. Uh, I'm going to need to go in for some back surgery. And if Shannon said, oh, wow, Dylan, you can't go out on you know, FMLA right now, which is called family and medical leave, because we're too busy. Ouch, right? That's a compliance mistake. If Dylan is eligible and he has worked the requisite number of hours to take leave, the supervisor can't interfere in that. And, and if that were to happen, that could be an actual interference claim. And that could be very costly if the organization is held accountable for that violation. All right, could be Dylan complains about um, he's not being paid overtime properly and Shannon is uh, refusing to pay him overtime and violating the law, all right? So in summary, when you're doing the complaint intake, if it's more of a departmental concern, such as relationships, just some general conflicts, balance of workload, scheduling, departmental issues, you're generally going to be better off handling a little bit more informally through some coaching, mentorship, guidance, and maybe even mediation or skip level meetings. On the other hand, if the employee shares with you potential policy violation, you want to err on the side of opening up an investigation. If they share procedural violation, potentially, or maybe even some legal issues, of course, we're going to err on the side of opening up a case. All right, so there you have it. That gives you a bit of an outline for what to do when you're handling that complaint intake. I hope that that was helpful to you. So I want to thank everybody for joining me on our very first episode of our HR Investigations podcast, exploring the issues, challenges, strategies, and solutions. I look forward to future episodes where we're really going to delve into all things investigations and employee relations. And I look forward to seeing you back again next time. Thanks for joining us today on the HR Investigations podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share the show with any colleagues who will benefit from our strategies and solutions. 
For free bonus resources, simply visit hr-investigations.com. And remember, if you'd like some help with improving your investigative skills, or if your organization is in need of an external investigator to help with the case, please get in touch with us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.